Year after year, one of the most consistent items on my do something list is to have fun with fashion. Exploring my personal style has added more joy to my everyday life and helped me feel more like myself on the regular. However, I have found that there are some brands I would love to explore more, but they are out of my typical price range, or there's the it item that I would love to try out, but without the commitment of keeping it. Enter Armoire. With a clothing rental membership from Armoire, you can build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic personalized closet. The styles show up at your door in as little as two days. Then when you're ready for new clothes, just swap them out for more new to you styles. I just did my quiz and have selected a few dresses for the summer from Bowdoin, one of my favorite brands that I can't typically afford. And I also got a double-breasted black blazer from a new-to-me designer, a classic item that I have been on the hunt for but too scared to commit to until I know it's the one. For you expecting mamas, for those who are working or those who are style-obsessed, who want to switch out your wardrobe with quality pieces without the designer prices, check out this woman-owned company that has your style and your sustainability in mind. Right now, my listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash progress. That's armoire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash progress to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Carly, welcome to How Do You? Thank you. I guess that's how I'm going to introduce this little series now. And each person I get to chat with, I am excited to talk with you. I'm also feeling the guilt a bit because this is something I'm so honestly terrible at, but I always have good intentions and I aspire to it. So I'm looking forward to learning from you. But first, let's start with an introduction. Okay. I'm Carly. I've been married to my husband, Zach, for almost 20 years this fall. And we have four boys that keep us busy. We really love being together as a family. We work and play together often. We live in a super rural part of Eastern Oregon. So think desert, not trees. And I work for Becky Higgins LLC, which is pretty much the best job to correlate with this passion. And I also love helping clients co-create with Jesus Christ systems and goals that work for their life. So Awesome. Becky's been on the show in the past. We're big fans of Becky around here. Good. So let's let's just say we're talking about documenting today. Another great word for this is record keeping or recording your life. And however you interplay that language, whether that's with Carly here or people at home, we're here to talk about that. Like, How do you make record of your life? Let's start with a little bit of a setting, though. I love to know the background about how you got into documenting and what that path looked like for you. Okay. As a teenager, I developed an interest in scrapbooking and journaling. 
And so I loved creating pages with my photos, mostly based off of pages I would see in magazines. So I was the super cool teenager buying scrapbooking magazines instead of Seventeen or Teen Vogue. Love it. Becky Higgins was definitely my favorite inspiration because I loved her clean style and felt like it most matched what I was looking for. I continued doing traditional scrapbooking, so taking photos and then using paper and embellishments and the fun scissors and all of that to create them through our first years of marriage. It was so fun and allowed me to have a creative outlet and hobby. It was all very who, what, where, why, when based at that point. So it was very surface details, but still fun. What are the facts? Who's in the photos? But not a lot of depth, if that makes sense. So I want to go back even a little bit more because sometimes we do this thing where we just think someone automatically arrived with an interest like to earth and maybe you did. So I'm curious about that. What made you even have this interest to start even as a teen? Oh, I love that question so much. I think it's interesting you said came to earth with that because I've said before that I was just born with words. I think I was born with a love for words, a love for documenting, for writing. From the time I was little, I think I loved telling stories, hearing stories, hearing other people's stories. That's interesting. It's making me a little emotional. I didn't expect that. But I think that especially as I got older, I started making lists. (laughs) And so I made a lot of lists like what I wanted in my future husband and lists of qualities of and characteristics that I wanted to develop in myself, you know? So I wrote a lot, but they were just very kind of one-off things. So I'd write it and then it would disappear or I'd buy a new journal. I've been obsessed with journals and notebooks since I was, since I can remember. So I think you're right. I think it was something that was almost innate in me. And then I had really good parents who let me talk a lot and share my voice and always acted interested in what I had to say. I don't know that they always were, but... And then lots of opportunities as a youth and growing up to speak in different different opportunities. And so that gave me a voice as well. And then I really loved hearing other people's stories. So I thought, I'm going to write these down. And a lot of times I take notes on other people's stories that hit me, mm-hmm. you know, that I wanted to remember and document. And so I think that's just something that I kind of came with. I love that you were born with words and I feel like I was born with questions. So it's <laughs> kind of funny how like life can eventually hand you here. This is something you are innately interested in. Let's. Ha- this is a great medium for you to follow through with that. And, you know, people who are listening might be like you and have those words and that desire to to, to connect with other people's stories in their own and, and, and to keep a record and have that hobby and that outlet. And others might be like me and want that, but still really struggle with the the how to. So I think we're going to kind of speak to both of them and ask you about how you do this. But one more, you know, again, I'm born with questions. So one more question before we do that is what made you shift to the surface level documenting to deeper? And what did that change about how your actual documentation looked? Mm, so fast forward a few years later, I after I had been scrapbooking traditionally and tradition by traditionally, I kind of mean with paper and pens and embellishments, I discovered digital scrapbooking 
And so I started doing that just because life got busy. And then Becky Higgins developed the Project Life app and I started utilizing that, which was I was able to make pages in the palm of my hand on my phone. And that really took off. That was especially after our second son was born, life just got busy and a lot of different circumstances happened to where I couldn't take out the mess anymore. And so I could, but I could always find five minutes to just make a quick page. So I did that. At that point, I was keeping, I was also keeping a super detailed blog for my journal. You remember like early 2000s, everyone had a blog for their family. In 2012, the blog got cut just because life was crazy. And then that's when my depth went away, right? Like my blog Mm -hmm. had my depth. And when that went away, I felt I wasn't telling our stories anymore. I was, if anything, I was maybe just getting digital pages made with very surface stuff because that's all I had the bandwidth to do. But a few years ago, Becky offered a free class called My Modern Story where she taught users to start documenting in a different way. Instead of that very surface fact level, fact-based level, which those are still so fun and important in their own right, this was a deeper and more personal and more vulnerable style of documenting. And I just fell hard. It just spoke to me. So I got started and began writing my story in a totally different way than I'd ever done before. And it's not up to date. It's not caught up. I It's not chronological. It's not like I started from Carly at birth, 1983. Yeah. It's more something will come to my mind. Do you want me to tell you kind of about the process? I would love to know the process. And I think I'll just say as an aside, Becky didn't ask this episode to happen. I'm all for the tools though. So please go feel free to share exactly what you use. I'm just saying that so people know this is not an ad or a sponsored thing, but share away. Let's hear about your process. Awesome. Okay. So the process that works for me, and this could be different for everyone, it it will look different for every person. But what happens for me is I will have a thought come to my mind, or I'll see a photo, or I'll be having a conversation with someone and something will spark in my brain. This is something I want to document. So if possible, I jot down as much as I can right away, just in the notes app in my phone. And then later when I have more dedicated time, because unfortunately I love, I think part of the reason I'm so drawn to recording my story and documenting is that I have a terrible memory. Mm. And so if I have this intention, you know, oh, that this is a very meaningful experience or something happens that shapes me or changes my view or something that builds my faith or some monumental challenge or experience our family goes through. If that happens and I don't document it right away, it will likely never get done. Or if it does, it's so far removed that I have to really dig. With that said, and this is kind of an aside, but I feel like I have a deep faith and I believe that God will bring things to our remembrance if it's important to us. And so there have been lots of times where I've had experiences and I had an intention to write about it and I didn't get it done. But then later when I wanted to journal about it, it comes back. The things that I need to, or, and sometimes it's almost like the lesson I need to learn from that experience comes in the timing that I need it. Anyway, back on track. So when I have more dedicated time, I'll use the Project Life app to make a page about it. And then I print that page out and I put it into a 10 by 10 album that's titled Things of My Soul. And so 
I'm also trying to keep up with our family yearbooks, which is the who, what, why. That's the pictures I take during the week of my kids and us. And I'm I'm documenting those. I'm super behind. I'm on 2021 right now, but it just, that's the fun. My kids love looking through those books. It's great. But the things of my soul, that is like my heart, right? That is just so, so important to me. Is so it the photos get, too? Ahead. Does it include those those pages of the things of your heart? Is you're documenting yeah. a moment or an experience or a lesson that you had, and it's a lot of writing, which is great, but you include photos as well with those moments, or sometimes doesn't matter? Yeah, sometimes not. That's a great question. If I have a photo that correlates with it, I definitely try to use it. If I don't have photos, I might take a photo of nature or something to include. Sometimes it's all text. For instance, one of these experiences happened last week. I was helping out at our church's girls camp. And while I was driving seven girls to our nearby lake, I told them the story of my younger brother and I being hit by a truck when we were eight and 10. We were on a four-wheeler and what that experience was like and what that hard trial ended up doing for us afterward. Up until that point, we had fought like cats and dogs, like a lot of siblings do. But after that wreck and almost losing my brother, it just connected us. From that moment on, we were like BFFs, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I got to tell them that. And then in my head, I thought, I've never written this story down. I've never written about this. My kids know a few details here and there, but I've never really written about it. And I want my boys to know those stories. Right now, they might be interested in something I write, but more likely than not, they're not. They're just not. They're too young. They're too teenagers. But someday when they're going through their own hard stuff, I want them to be able to look in this book and read an experience that I had and said, oh, mom went through this and came out okay. So I know I can too. So. Oh, I love the whole why behind this, how important it is. I know they'll be interested in it because I I am too. I think there's something at, you know, almost biological that at a certain point in our lives is like flip switches. And we're like, I want to know more about my parents and their lives and my grandparents and other people that matter to us and what they went through. So I think it's wonderful you do this. Just some specific questions for you. Do you have a nice printer? Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Or can this just be like a normal printer? So I always print through the Project Life app. I print my pages through that app. Anyone could do it, though, and print from home or from any Oh, they any send it to printer. you. Yep. They, oh. Yep. So the pages are created in the app. And then 
I use the in-app printer. It makes it super seamless. And we print books and pages. I just choose to do the individual pages and put them into a 10 by 10 album. There's different sizes, but people could definitely, you could apply this in any way. You could use the day one app. You could use chat books app. You could use Microsoft Word or, mm-hmm. you know, sheets and just write something, not sheets, documents and write something and print it and then make it into yeah. a book. Just anything about getting it down on paper, just getting it out of your heart and your head onto paper is the most important step. And I would just recommend not getting frozen, not yeah. having huge expectations, yeah. but just talking from your heart, talking. I talk in my writing like I'm talking to you. It's mm-hmm. very casual. It's very me. It's very authentic to who I am. I don't want it to be formal. I don't want it to be super dressed up. I don't really worry about grammar. I'm kind of a spelling fanatic, so I usually check my spelling. But if I miss it, I miss it, right? And it's fine. Done is better than perfect, right? Another thing, I have a whole section in my book called In My Village. And I have highlighted people in my life who are part of the village that raised me. And we all know it takes one, right? That has been the best gift to remember experiences and memories I had with those people and then to document the lessons I learned from them. And so usually when I finish those pages, I make an extra copy and I send it in the mail to those people. And just just so they know that 20 years later, Mm -hmm. they're still impacting me for good. These people that were friends of my parents or members of our church congregation or teachers that taught me in school. Anybody that had a significant impact that I have continued to learn from, I'm trying to include them in that section. And that has been super rewarding. Oh, this is so inspiring and motivating for me, especially you talking about not worrying about the language, because that's one of the hurdles I get caught up on is, you know, my journal needs to read like a British I don't know, novel. And I'm like, whilst we're gallivanting around, it just becomes too tricky. It it becomes more difficult than it needs to be. We definitely went through a lot of great suggestions here on how do you record and document your life. And and the key here is your life. I think we could go, we could go a whole hour talking about what do you do about your family yearbooks and your photos and what's your systems, but we're talking about just this one, your life. How do you record it? How do you make it known for yourself and others. So I want to just ask one though, big question for those who are like me, and this is a beginner, beginner. Do you have one suggestion for them on how they can start to document their lives? I would just take the simplest thing. Think of a prompt, maybe like five things that bring me joy. And that would be the first prompt. And then you would just write about it and think of five things right now that bring you joy. Don't overthink it. Don't think of the five things in order of of the most top priority. You know, it doesn't have to be this very formal, deep thing either. Some of my pages are really funny or about an embarrassing moment or Hmm. something. It will just be an experience will happen. And I'm like, I have to include that in my book. And so I do. So I would start with a prompt like that. Five Mm -hmm. things that bring me joy or a lesson I've learned this week, you know, something that I've that's spoken to me this week. If all else fails and it's hard for you to to write about yourself, because that can be a holdup for people. It can feel 
self-aggrandizing maybe. I don't think it is at all. I think it's so important. But some people I think can get caught up thinking, I can't spend time doing this. So maybe they choose their first thing that they want to document is about someone else they love. Like my thoughts about my parents or this child or something I love about my spouse or partner or sister or a friend that impacted you. And then just write. And it doesn't have to be long. Mine, I'm very verbose. (laughs) There's lots of words, but most stories don't have to be like that. Sometimes it's just a paragraph and it's short and sweet, but it gets just the thoughts across. I think that we can't really love people until we know their story. And I think letting people see those parts of you is so important. My grandma, she had me come over and go through some things at her house with her. And she said, well, what do you want when I die? And she's vibrant and amazing and, you know, has hopefully many years left. But I laughed and said, "Not I don't really want any of this stuff. Like, I'm just not a stuff type person. I, I want the sentimental stories. I want them written down. She said, well, this is so important to me. And she pointed to a few things. And I said, that's not important to me. It doesn't mean anything to me. But if you take a sticky note and write why it's important to you and put it on the bottom of that cake pan or whatever it is that means so much to you, then after you're gone, I can read that story. And then it it means something to me because it meant something to you. If I just find a, a cake plate, then, you know. I may or may not keep it, but if it was something that meant something to her for a specific reason and she's written about it, I'm more likely to become attached to that item because of the story behind it. That is a beautiful, not only story, but also just a representation of why this all matters. This is why we're here today. So two final questions for you. If you could go back in time, what would you do differently? Take more video. Yeah. I think just taking more video of our wedding day and our babies and those things when ink, oh, we can't afford a video camera or that's not a priority or you just kind of get caught up in taking pictures and those are important. But the video is so powerful later too. And what has been the biggest benefit that you have found in recording your life? For sure, just a greater sense of gratitude And then more awareness and more presence in my life. I'm a firm believer that we find what we're looking for. And if we look for the good, the good gets better. And so Mm -hmm. because I'm continually trying to notice the good or remember the good and write those things down, it's so powerful. It's just this transformative experience. I'm not shying away from the hard. I write those things too. And what that does for me is that is my therapy. And I have been healed. I've had experiences with forgiveness. I've had experiences with really hard trials with business and failed attempts that we've had and failed goals that I've talked about um, in my stories that are just for us, that are just for my husband and kids and my family that, that have been healing for me just to write them down by giving those things a voice and putting them on paper. It's been so powerful. And I don't have to no one gets thrown under the bus. There's no, I'm not telling other people's stories. I'm telling what hard things did for me, not what they did to me, what they did for me. It helps me reframe negative experiences when I write about them, which sometimes that happens years later. Sometimes we don't write about hard things when they're fresh because we need to let 
some healing and growth happen. Yeah. And it makes me most of all recognize and feel gratitude for the abundance of memories and experiences and people and places I've been blessed with. It just brings me so much joy and fulfillment. Well, I can see that radiating from you. And it's definitely given me that, you know, kick in the behind that I need right now to get going on this a little bit better. Carly, do you have an online place people can connect with you? I'm just on Instagram. It's just carly.cleaver. And that's where people can touch base with me. Great. We'll make sure to link to that. This has been a joy to connect with you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Well done, Carl. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.